Welcome to God's Favourite Shepherds, a collection of 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters, with many of the stories ending with a short quiz. Listen now to the author of God's Favourite Shepherds, Bill Ackland. A Girl from Moab, A Life of Loyalty Our people are descended from Abram's nephew Lot, from his eldest daughter. Lot's family was almost wiped out in the destruction of Sodom many years ago. His wife had died because she turned around to see her home going up in flames, despite an angel warning the family not to look back. She was immediately turned into a statue of salt. Since that time, our tribe settled in the southwest part of Canaan. At this time, the people of Israel were liberated from Egypt. They were soon to enter the promised land that God had said he would give them. There was a spirit of hatred between these people and us. Our king would not let them pass through our land. When I heard the story of our nation's history, I thought our king's decision was unfair. Israel had said they would go only on the highway and not take any of our crops nor even drink our water. Sadly, Our king's decision turned out very badly for us in the years ahead. When I was growing up, something unusual happened. A family came into our town from the city of Bethlehem in the province of Judah, one of the tribes of Israel. We had heard there was a severe famine in their country. This family had come to stay in our part of Moab as the famine had not extended to our area. The head of the family was Elimelech, His wife's name is Naomi. They had two sons, Marlon and Chilion. I was fascinated to learn from an elder in our village the meaning of these names. Elimelech meant, my God is king. Naomi meant, my pleasantness. Marlon meant, sickness. And Chilion meant, wasting. I was surprised to hear that the parents, whose names had lovely meanings, should give their sons such unhappy names. Incidentally, my name means compassion. Our village people soon got to know Elimelech's family, even befriending them, for they were such pleasant people to know. Sadly, not long after coming to our land, Elimelech, the father of the family, the one his family depended on to provide for them, died suddenly. Somehow they were able to survive with hard work and help from their neighbours. My friend Orpah and I were similar in age to Marlon and Chilion. We grew up together, became close friends, and as happens with young people, we fell in love and married. I married Marlon and Orpah married Chilion. However, our happiness was not to last. A short time later, both Marlon and Chilion died. We were devastated. We couldn't believe that all our plans for children and a long life together were smashed on the rocks like the breaking waves. Naomi, our mother-in-law, must have felt her loss the most, as she had not only lost her husband, but both sons as well. The family had been in Moab for only ten years. Following this tragedy, Naomi discussed the future with the remaining members of her family, Orpah and myself her two daughters-in-law. She told us that she must return to Bethlehem, her hometown, for her family roots were there. It might even be possible 
To have returned to her, Elimelech's ancestral land, as she was part of his family. Orpah and I said we would go with her. We couldn't bear seeing her making the long journey by herself to Bethlehem in Judah. Naomi said we should stay in our own country, but we wanted to go with her. Soon after, we started on our long journey. We took a few belongings packed in bags that we could carry on our backs. A short distance down the road, Naomi told us to go back to our parents' homes and let her go on alone. I was a little surprised that Orpah decided to do that. She kissed and embraced her mother-in-law for the last time and returned to her hometown. However, I had made up my mind, regardless of what Naomi said, I remember my exact words that were, Do not urge me to leave you now, or tell me not to go with you on this journey. For wherever you go, I shall go. Where you stay, I shall stay. Your people shall become my people, and your God shall be my God. I want to die in the place where you die, and be buried there also. May the Lord punish me if I do not fulfill my promise, if anything but death comes between you and me. Naomi could see I was determined to go with her. She hugged me tightly and we walked on together. Many days later, we arrived at Naomi's hometown. The people of Bethlehem couldn't believe their eyes when they saw Naomi after being so many years away. They also wondered, who was this young woman with her? Is this really Naomi, they asked. She replied, quoting the meaning of her name. Do not call me pleasantness anymore, but call me Mara, which means bitter. For I fear that God has dealt very severely with me in the deaths of my husband and my sons. When I left Bethlehem, our family was complete. But now look at me. All I have left is one precious daughter-in-law. I soon discovered that the people of Bethlehem were very kind. They provided a house for us until we could see what the future held. The first thing for me was to obtain work. Naomi was past working in the fields, gleaning at harvest time as I was about to do. Fortunately, the barley harvesting had just commenced. So I asked Naomi if I could go out and, and glean for us. She told me that she had a relative through her husband, whose name was Boaz. He was a wealthy man, and it just so happened that the part of the large field that was being reaped belonged to Boaz. This was where I started to collect the stalks of grain the reapers had left behind. Gleaning was a long-standing practice in Israel, for it provided for the poor and was required in the writings of Moses, I was told. I had not been out in the field long when Boaz came out from Bethlehem to see how the harvesting was going. He greeted his men in a kindly way and asked them about the young woman gleaning in the field he had never seen before. They told him that I was the young Moabite woman who had recently returned with Naomi. Boaz came over to where I was. I hardly dared to look at this great man. He said, My daughter, do not go into another field to glean, but stay close by the other girls who are gleaning in my field. Do not worry about the men working here, for I have told them they must not treat you unkindly in any way. He reminded me 
Not to forget, there were large water pitchers in the shelter near the field with refreshing cool water for me to drink. I was overwhelmed by this man's kindness and replied, I don't know why you have even noticed me and have spoken to me, seeing I have come from another country. Well, young lady, all of Bethlehem knows how kind you have been to Naomi, seeing you would not let her make the long journey from Moab to Bethlehem alone. You left behind your homeland and your family. Now you are working hard all through the heat of the day to provide for her and yourself. May the Lord God of Israel give you his great blessings, for you have thrown your lot in with his people. All I could say was, I hope you will always look kindly on me, my Lord, for your words have comforted me here in this strange land. Throughout the day, Boaz ensured I was well looked after. At the midday meal, he made certain that I had plenty of nourishing food to eat, ever giving me more than I needed, so that I would take home plenty to Naomi. I overheard him say to his reapers to purposely drop more stalks behind for me so that I would have a good result from my day's gleaning. When I arrived home that evening, Naomi could hardly believe how much grain I had gleaned during the day. I told her that it wasn't just that I had worked hard all day, but the man who owned the field ensured that more than usual stalks were left for me to collect as I followed the reapers over the field. That is wonderful, my daughter. Whose field did you reap in? When I told her the man's name was Boaz, as she had hoped it would be, she almost was speechless. She said, Praise the Lord, for he is a near relative. God has not forgotten us after all. I didn't understand all she meant in what she said at that time, but I soon learnt how much this man was to be part of my future. The barley was soon harvested, and not long after, the wheat was also ready to harvest. This gave me many weeks of work, and I was able to gather sufficient grain to last until the next harvest. While I was still gleaning, Naomi told me what I should do to work out her plans to secure my future, and to ensure the law of the relative redeemer was put in place. This was very much a part of the culture of Israel. It ensured the preservation of ancestral land so that the family property would be preserved. Naomi explained that on a particular night, Boaz would be at the threshing floor and would sleep there that night. She told me to wash myself, use a fragrant perfume and put on my best garment. Then, when he was asleep, I was to uncover his feet and lie down near his feet. She said that Boaz would tell me what to do next. I did exactly as Naomi said. I was feeling just a little nervous and very excited at the same time, for I felt a whole new future was opening up before me. That night, Boaz told me he would fulfill the role of relative redeemer for me. However, another man was an even closer relative than he was. Boaz would discuss this issue with him. If that man fulfilled this role, then that was how it was meant to be. If he chose not to, then Boaz would do it. I was secretly hoping that Boaz would be the one. I left it all in God's hands as I had come to trust him in my life. 
The way things worked out must have been in God's plan. The nearer relative declined to fulfil the role of relative redeemer. Boaz entered into this covenant before the elders of the city. To seal the covenant, the other relative gave Boaz one of his sandals, confirming that he agreed to the arrangement. Boaz then told the elders that they were witnesses that he had bought the land that had belonged to Elimelech, and through him what would have become Marlins and Chileans. More than that, this covenant meant that Boaz would marry the young woman from Moab to have children by her, and in so doing, the names of those who had died would be continued. So we were married. My joy was full, for not only did I have a kind and caring man as my husband, my future was no longer uncertain but secure. What more could I wish for? We named our baby Obed. God's blessing was upon me as I lived to see his son Jesse and my grandson David. My name is Ruth. You've been listening to God's Favoured Shepherds, a book with 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters. If you have any comments or questions, or to obtain a copy of this book, give us a call within Australia on 02-4973-3456 or send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you. 